right into it. Uh, <laughs> this is post-apocalyptic. This is Rob. This is John. All right. So we went and saw Corey Feldman and the Angels. We did. We did that. That happened. And boy, did that happen. Yeah. Uh, at the Whiskey a Go Go and uh, beautiful, beautiful Sunset Boulevard uh, storied uh, venue. Oh, the Cor- likes of the doors. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There. I mean, you know, Jim Morrison's fixtures up there. Jimi Hendrix. Um, um, I mean, Corey's will go up Corey there. Corey absolutely <laughs> will go up there. <laughs> Draping yeah. the walls. And it was, there's so much to talk about, and we'll try to keep it as tight and concise as we can. Maybe not go off the rails too much. Um, like the show. The show. The thing Ange mentioned, uh, due to the time, which we'll get into, uh, there were five songs he didn't do. There would have been oh. five more songs. Wait, she, you you went through the catalog and then she noticed that there were five songs? Oh, no, no, no. I went to the set list. Oh, okay. And then someone mentioned they got the actual set list. Okay. And there were five songs he didn't do. Oh, like on the, the Friday we went. On the he, Friday, yeah. So he had two nights there. Right. So the night previous, did he do the other? I think he did them all. Okay. And so we should get there. So John and I show up where... The show's supposed to go on at 11, and he went on at 12.20. I looked down right when he walked out. Okay, you did. I knew it was 12, around 12.30, 12.20 is when so it was went 12 out. So it was 12.20. He played 12.20 to 2? Like 2.05. I looked at my watch. 2.05 is when yeah. he Yeah, I looked he, at my uh, watch a lot. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's a lot of glancing down at the watch. Yeah. And in space at, like, disbelief, really. And it was packed. When yeah, it started. <laughs> it, when it started, it was packed. People were, oddly enough, they were mouthing the words. Like, people knew his yeah. music. And those people stayed. Yeah. A jump ahead towards the end. There were less than what started by about half. Yeah. There were certain, uh, I think we mentioned there were certain uh, songs that sort of, you know, it was that um, in almost the end of the night throw it on at a bar, get people out. Yeah. They're like, they're like oh, okay, I don't want to hear this. The guy sweeping. Yeah, guy, exactly. Hey, we're ready to go. <laughs> yeah, and it was like, oh, this... And I remember you saying, oh, this turned them off as opposed <laughs> to what came before. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. The whole Angels... What what got me was the, the way it opened, you know? I mean, the music was... I mean, it was one of those things where it's like, ladies and gentlemen, and it was it was good in the sense that it was like, it was building up to something. Yeah. But then when you glanced over, you know, you had the stage and then behind the stage there was this wall and then you had the bed sheet where they projected <laughs> Corey's accomplishments, but it was more like who he worked with. It was like yeah. a, a catalog of who he worked with. You yeah. Know, Katy Perry, Snoop Dogg. And it was like, what? Okay, well, he's he's worked with these people. And the funny thing is that Katy Perry, he was in her video. Right. He didn't work with her. He was a working actor yeah. in the video. <laughs> Actually, you know what? Let's start off with, Yeah. it's going to sound like we're making a lot of fun of Corey. It's, it was pretty easy if you saw the show. He's there. He was at a different show than we were at. He believes what he's doing, and he is giving it his all. He didn't oh, have absolutely. asset on the stage. So... Before we go in, it's it's not going to be a big slam fest, and it's not. It wasn't just this joke that we went to slightly, but he did give it at its all, and he believes in himself, which makes it hard to over make fun of because 
he's there doing it. He this is what he wants to do. He always believed he's a musician, so that's how he is. So good for him. No, absolutely. The whole time, literally the whole time, I was thinking he is having a great time yeah. up there. Like he is, like you said, full force putting in his all, but he is having fun with it. He's he's loving it. He's he's happy. Um, I know he wasn't happy as an actor, but this is like, you know, this is his his space. This is yeah. his element. You know, is the music is good as you know <laughs> you think it should be no but um i think he kind of knows that too but he also knows that hey i'm doing what i love like you said yeah. I'm, I'm doing it i'm out there i'm i'm at the whiskey for two nights you yeah. know in hollywood you know i got uh keith coogan was there keith coogan you know and it was like this is these are my people i mean this is great i mean i don't know what could be better, you know, with, that you want to be a musician and you're doing all these things. You're touring. Right. You know, I, you know, people go as a goof, you know, people go to mouth the words and actually follow you. So, I, you know, I, I, I would say, say there's, I don't know how many the whiskey holds. Let's, I'm going to just say a thousand, probably less. I would definitely say 40% were there because they actually like Corey and his music. Because those are some of the people that paid the $100 for the meet and greet. And some of them probably did the meet and greet because they wanted to meet Corey, the actor that they remembered growing up with. Sure, sure. Because I'll say, like, even towards the end, when we weren't sure if the show was over or not, there were still probably three people deep in front of the stage cheering the whole time. And then the people that were in the back, like John and I, were the ones that were in awe of the spectacle. Yeah, yeah. There was a separation for sure. And definitely he was at a he was performing at a different show than we were at. Yes. Oh yes. It was it was crazy. I want to know the show he was that's the show I want to be. That in. was it was crazy, <laughs> you know, he's getting a crowd going and you know, doing his thing. Um you know, he he just you know, the costume changes and everything. He was so delighted to do everything on stage and the costume changes are awkward because the way the whiskey set up it is a very small club it yeah. is a back in the day it was just like a dirt club where you went and got beer and saw bands yeah. and it's still that now but a little cleaner you can get marshmallow milk stout yeah now on tap so when he le- when he left the stage he had to awkwardly go up a flight of stairs to change and then come back awkwardly down the stage like when the angel left the drums she had to like remember like she knocked over the mic and the wings were like she had to like scurry yeah, up the stairs just to the get w- off <laughs> the wings yes i do remember that yeah they definitely were awkward the first time i figured it was a costume teacher like, where did Corey go he just leaves <laughs> he's like i'm done and then we go oh well the angels are we supposed to what are we supposed to do with these guys yeah. like we're here to see Corey. and then they do stuff they did like you know four songs and that's the funny thing was that when you're doing covers, when the angels are doing covers, you're like, this show's not so bad. I mean, yeah. it felt like you're at a dumb show on Sunset Strip. Yeah. It's like, oh, these girls are dressed as angels and they're singing a Nirvana song poorly. This is kind of fun. It was <laughs> fun. I mean, and then, you know, one of them sang the professor of music sang um, <laughs> relatively well. Um, and you know, she did that cranberry song. Oh, zombie. A zombie. And it was it's just a great song mm-hmm. so you're like and the band is not bad no. so 
it's like okay this is this is i can i could i could do this and then like that ends and then Corey comes back and he does a song i haven't heard of or a song he did a series of songs from soundtracks <laughs> he or some movies talking. that didn't make the soundtrack he always came out and talked about oh hey everyone goonies right and yeah. you're like, yeah, that was an awesome movie. Yeah. And then he would sing a song that he had nothing to do from that movie. So exactly. <laughs> and then one of his angels, maybe his his oh. his mangel, as he said. Yeah, the mangel. Uh she sang the Cindy Lauper. <laughs> oh, that was rough. That was rough, but it was uh it gave me a real appreciation. Not that I didn't have it, but like a real appreciation for Cindy Lauper. Yeah. And what she does. As an artist, because wow, it must be a tough song. Yeah, because when you grew up in the '80s and you heard Cindy Lauper, people probably gave her crap. Oh, look, yeah. look her vocal thing. Then when you hear someone else sing it poorly, you realize, oh, she's a genius. And I've always liked Cindy Lauper. Yeah, no, it, me you too. You just yeah, didn't realize, for sure. Like, oh yeah, it's probably hard to sing like her. Yeah, and now I realized, my gosh, she had a <laughs> she had a big voice actually. Yeah, yeah the. Uh, I, I just don't even know. It's so hard to stay linear because the show's so out of whack. So it's hard to focus like right. one thing at another. I was talking to Angela about it. My biggest thing is he's not singing for what he can sing. Because there's a few songs he's saying where it's like, that's the register you should be in. That's where you should be vocally. Him in his head, he thinks he can sing everything. And he can't. Yeah. And that doesn't fault him from doing it. It's... He needs to find the range he needs to be in and just sing there. You would be an okay singer if you found where you want to be. He just wants to be sort of rock and roll and hardcore, and it's you're not. I think, except for he he admitted he couldn't sing the Cindy Lauper tune, so he gave that up to uh, uh, the Mangel. Do you think he tried to sing it? And I it abs- poorly, abs- and he was like, "Yeah, I'm." Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, that's how I came to that. I think he could thinks he can do anything. Or maybe he he thought he could do it relatively well and thought, well, I gotta get someone to gotta get him to do something. Maybe I'll just uh, uh pass this over to her, you know. Yeah. But I think you sort of touched on something that yeah, I mean everybody who sings has a, a range, mm-hmm. you know. So it's like he needs to find out what that is and sort of work that way as opposed to I'm a musician. I just want to do what I want to do and do everything mm-hmm. and just go out on the stage and go, okay, well, you know, I'm Corey Feldman, so I can go ahead and do my thing. Well, no, I mean, if you really want to be quote unquote serious about it, you know, you would really find that and try to try to work that to make, you know, the music good. I think he has the, uh, the resources to make something good and, and to, Perry. To, to get a phone. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's like you have it. You yeah. have the resources. But, you know, he just wants that that uh, time on stage, that life, that whatever, which he has. So it's like you can say, well, if you really want to be a musician, we do this, which he might just say, well, I just want to be up there with my angels and sing and have people come see me, which is already happening. So why? What What's the incentive for him to? To do anything else and he's he's having he's having a good time yeah it's that n- narcissistic uh actor sort of thing you start fading but you still want that i want people to tell me they like me yeah and that's something he's always that's something any of the actors always want you always want to be needed so when that fades 
and the reality shows start doing up and he does music, then people are going to see him in the song. So when people are cheering for you on stage, how would you not like that? Yeah. How is that not awesome? And people are just taking photos the whole time and videos and all that. So he just needs, I guess maybe it's sort of the thing you said right before we started was the rich friend. Yeah. It's your rich friend's kid who wants to be a musician. They flew in Slash. They brought brought in uh, like uh, Linda Perry to write the song. Here you go. Right. And he's just okay but you're like good job you did it and you just sort of yeah, sort of, yeah it's good he's like this is awesome like i'm getting to do my dream and getting to do what i want to do and i'm up here on stage people are you know they trucked in people you know to come see him and it's 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 all it's all good to the to the one person the, to the to the kid it's like oh this is great to everyone else it's like oh you know slash is like you know when do i get paid it's like yeah. really yeah. um I think it that's what it's felt like to me, like a rich friend's kid in being in you know, indulging that kid with his fantasies and I say rich you know, rich friend's kid just because Corey, you know, grew up, you know, as a successful actor back yeah. in back in the day. And so he has, you know, the resources to do these types of things. And he um, probably gets favors people, oh, I'll work with him. Yeah. And, it's you like know. Corey Feldman. I remember Corey of course. Yeah. Loved Corey Feldman. Our love core film. So it's like, you know, um, and he go and he did this thing where he went through his uh, basically his life as an actor who he worked with and sort of correlated if there were any cohesion to the show, correlated that with, you know, the songs that he did mm-hmm. um, in some sort of weird chronological order. Um, so that sort of people knew, you know, yeah. people who, you know, knew those uh, those movies and sort of tracked his career would sort of be able to go, okay, yeah, yeah, this is why we're here. Yeah, yeah, because this is the Corey I know and love from back in the day, and, you know, now we're, we're singing songs. Yeah, I believe that there is a really good hour 20 set that he could do, regardless, even in the range he is now. Like, all the songs he's already recorded, there's a there's a tight 120 he could do. At, get rid of the Angel stuff. They're lovely girls. I'll give you that. They're yeah. they're very nice, but they don't need their own songs. Maybe sing the Cindy Lauper song. That's kind of it's like oh okay, that's kind of cool. Let one of the angels sing. They're except the one angel, which I don't remember the name. I guess I could look it up. The one who played the most instruments, who oh. didn't seem like she wanted to be there, but was using it as an opportunity to be on stage. Mm-hmm. She was really good. She was the one that sang the cranberry song. Yeah, the professor. The professor of music, which I'm. At the School of Rock. At the School of Rock. Uh, yeah. He said a lot of words. Yeah. Um, but giving each right. one their own song, that was 20 minutes right there that you don't need. And I think, too, if they were a better band, that keyboardist was really good. The guitarist was really good. Mm-hmm. The main angel, I don't know what she did because I never heard that keyboard. Uh, the bassist, sure. I didn't really. The drummer could. When things missed a beat, Ooh, you yeah. could feel the room. Oh well, for me, right? Drop like when uh, he came out to do his Billie Jean dance, and the drums, which are so beat, like there was a couple misses, and you're like, uh-uh. yeah, and you're like uh, almost there, uh-uh. uh-uh. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I get it. He's his theory is that he's helping women in need. Yeah, but have a stronger. If if you can't play drums, get someone that plays drums and have her learn drums. Yeah. Like, I mean, she wasn't, she kept the beat, 
there were just a lot of missteps and and drops, which you shouldn't have 30 dates in. Like I'd get it because we almost saw Corey on the preview tour, which I can't imagine wow. <laughs> what the preview tour was if yeah. this was the last show because they've had nothing but time to yeah. refine. And a tight 20 would be great. Come out, sing your big song, talk about your Today Show, you know, sing Rock On. And I just, there was something that he could have done as opposed to just, it felt so rambly. It was just sort of like, hey, I'm here all night. Uh, I don't want to be here all night. Yeah, you know what? It did feel that way. I About midway through the set, I was like, wait, how long have we been here? And it, I looked down at my watch, it was like half hour. And I'm like, like, literally, I was like, oh, okay, it's like almost one. And I was like, he went on to like 12.20. And I was like, huh, how long are Rob and I going to be able to, you know, we got, what, 20 minutes left? (laughs) It's like, we have over an hour. And I was like, how are we? you know and then and that's when the first group started you know to 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 leave i think after he you definitely saw the filter leave after the michael jackson after that people went all right yeah it's late i'm going home yes they wanted to see yeah because if you think about it his set was what an hour 45 Mm -hmm. which is pretty good uh if you were i know it's hollywood and i know it's like I'm a musician. I can never be on time. But, um, and I don't know if it was his fault, but if he went on at 11, that would have ended at like one or close to one. Yeah. You know, so it had been like, you know, more people may have stayed. Yeah. If he went on closer to the time, say 1130, yeah. he goes on 1130. Even if he plays till two, no one wants two and a half hours. But yeah. say he's just, hey, it's my last night. I'm going to keep doing covers. Well, that's kind of fun. Yeah. But it just, by starting so late, it just, just the monotony grew. And it's like, and then he would come out and just start talking off the top of his head. And then even mentioning, hey, you're in for a bumpy ride tonight. Don't tell the audience that unless, hey, our equipment got stolen and we're going acoustic. So it's going to be up and down. Understand. Right. But just to come out and talk about the negative reviews and all this stuff. He's like, but I love that all the negative reviews were from the people that didn't go to the show. Yeah, he said we got mixed reviews. Uh, some people didn't like it, but those are the people who didn't go to the show. Yeah. Then I think you mentioned that, uh, oh, this is like a, tr- a Trump rally. Yeah, anything negative isn't real. Yeah, and fake news. Yeah, it, I literally half expected him just fake news. Yeah. <laughs> it was, and the costume changes were fine. I'm down with a costume change. I don't know why. I think he's on, he's at Staples Center. He's at a stadium show. And he wants to put on the Lady Gaga show. He wants to put on yeah. like a Michael Jackson show where it's like, oh, I'm changing jackets. I'm doing this. And look, I got a projection screen, which is on a sheet behind the drummer. So you couldn't really see anything. And and also the assumption of when a clip's playing. Like, I just happened to know towards the end when he did a couple songs from Rock and Roll High School Forever, we were about to go. So it was Friday. And I was like, he did some movie where he played a musician. And I looked it up and I saw the trailer. So when he started playing the trailer, I was like, oh, I just watched it. Had I not, what P- he's also under the assumption that just everyone knows his catalog, you know, movie and musically. Yeah, because I, I looked at that and I was like, 
what movie? I was like, I know, I like, I know what I've seen it, but it's like, what movie is? This? And I was just so confused. So I was spending most of the time wondering what this was. Yeah. Oh, and that the best part was the confusing thing where he sang a song, which was his first. I don't know. He sang a song and he's like, oh, that was supposed to be on the Dream a Dream soundtrack, but I didn't make it. So my friend Michael Damien, he recorded a song. Wait, so did he record the song after your song was rejected or that Michael Damien had a song for the album already? It was yeah, a little... A little confusing. And the song itself was just... It, it was I had okay. no... Yeah. It was, I mean, they could have put it on the soundtrack somewhere, but he talked about how I always have a song on all my soundtracks. I'm like, I don't think you do. Yeah, I don't remember that it's either. Like, I think I had the License Drive and the Lost Boys soundtrack, and I don't remember any songs Mm-mm. from those. No, Lost Boys soundtrack, good. That's, That's a good, good soundtrack. That's a really good soundtrack. Uh, and he did Cry Little Sis, which I was like, oh, okay. That was um, that was rough. That was probably the most painful. It was painful for me, too, because I loved that song. Yeah. And it was like, oh, it's like butchering the song it was like this is i mean again another real appreciation for that song. a song that i didn't think i really liked as much as i liked until i heard chorus. yeah <laughs> yeah it's like you realize it's funny how like back you know if it's not even nostalgic because you it's true it's like you think about back in the day you think oh well this is a good song and you know it's all right but then you listen to someone try to do it today. I'm not talking about even a Corey, but yeah. like someone tried to do it today, and you're like, "Wow, they they really can't handle it." Like it was, it was actually pretty pretty intricate and pretty hard. Well, and the worst part is, it's like it has that that cool like little kid, kids singing in the background, which mm-hmm. makes it sort of feel creepy, which worked for the movie. But when all the angels were out of key, yeah, singing it, it was it was, it was just like, it was just like oh man, yeah, that's what it was for me. The Corey thing, I mean, the Corey, like, I'll accept it because it's yeah, and the the voice of oh man, and that song like it's really key, but Corey doesn't have that. But like the yeah, the angels when they were off key many times, but like when they're off key in the background of that song, it's just like oh, I almost went to the sunk to the floor. <laughs> You're like I'm out. Yeah, like, drop Corey's crazy. gold mic and leave. I I will totally give it to him. Man in the mirror, it's pretty solid. Like I actually thought, for someone who has two a complete, but he he idolizes Michael, so he's probably he was doing his best Michael doing Man in the Mirror, yeah. Which is it's a good song anyway. So him doing it didn't feel I didn't feel like he butchered that song at all. I was actually remarkably surprised. Yeah, I I have to disagree. I <laughs> okay. I, I thought he murdered. <laughs> That that was my maybe my bar was my, much lower. My so. takeaway, no, I mean like <laughs> my takeaway from that was that he absolutely it was so painful. Like I almost went to the, I had to go to the bathroom or something because <laughs> I thought he murdered that song. That said, let me just say, I really like covers. Yeah, I like to listen to people. Like I go on YouTube and I listen to people cover stuff. If it's not good in the first. 10 seconds like i i, I yeah. click but um i like to hear different interpretations of things i think it's really cool um and maybe it's just the fact that in the past few months i've been specifically looking for michael jackson covers oh that's <clears> funny <throat> and he is the one artist who 
no one can cover. It's like every time someone tries, it's like, yeah, I, I, I just want Michaels. Like this is not even yeah close. So I'm working with that. So like when he comes and does Man in the Mirror, I'm like, okay. And I've heard many Man in the Mirror covers. None of them come close to Michael Jackson. Yeah. So this thing was he he just he just didn't like hit that song um well there was a lot of he had the glove on he had a glitter jacket he had the hat i will say though his his costume and oddly enough like his michael jackson dance moves even though it's inspired even though i know he michael jackson's friend yeah i i thought that that was kind of fun i mean i just thought that like his his move like the, usually the moves that people try to do michael jackson like that. but no no he he could he could do it you know and it's like you know i, I don't say it but it, he could probably make a good like michael jackson impersonator but uh not uh, not in the vocal yeah. sense but lip-sync, uh, lip-sync yeah and dance. exactly lip sync and dance uh i i think he'd be really good it's just that man in the mirror i thought he butchered it I thought that the spirit behind it, I thought his passion behind it was there. I did. But, like, as far as the song? Well, I think it was that part of the show where he had just done a couple of his originals. So he came back and did the Michael part, and it's like, this isn't bad. Yeah. This is good. Yeah, right? yeah. I, and, and I think it was a lot of it was, was that. It was like, and I don't know if he puts the angels on there to go... Okay, let me give him this. So when I come back, I'll like, yeah, Corey. You do it, man. Yeah. You know, like, as far as spectacle and everything, I thought... He put on a show. I thought he put on a show. I thought, you know, for going on at 1220, I thought he was as energetic as he should be when he goes on at 8, you know? Yeah. So, I thought that, you know, last night, you know, it, he, he gave it, you know, he gave it everything. And, and they gave yeah. it everything. And, um, you know, I appreciate that. Yeah, he did not... For someone who could half-ass it a little bit because people are there either because they're fans or they're there for their, like a joke aspect. Right. Half-assing it, you would still win. Yeah. You know, you could go out and do a 50% show and fans are... That's true. The fans are going to eat it up and the people making fun of him will still make fun of him. Yeah. So it's win-win. Yeah, but it, but like you said, he's at a different show. So he's like, this is... I'm in Hollywood and I'm, yeah. you know... But I'm not acting like I'm I'm performing. You yeah. know, this is my music. People are coming to see me. They stay till twelve twenty. <laughs> you know, exactly to come see me. And you know, uh, Corey seems like a nice guy, great yeah. guy. You know, his stage presence and everything was was there. I mean, the talent, you know, is not um, is musically. You know, it always gets me how like you can have those resources and have the passion for something which he has the passion for music, but there's something there where he's just not putting in the, uh, the effort to like make good music or listen to, yeah. Cause his, what he likes is all really good. If you're just going to emulate Michael Jackson or something, it's like what he likes, isn't what he's doing. And he, he could just listen to right. someone just no sing here, like hire Linda Perry or something and yeah. just go look, you can sing all this. That's not terrible because he's never out of key. It's just not right for his vocal range. Someone just needs to go sing your songs this way and then build off from there. It is funny, though, that the main reason he is where he is right this second is because people trashed him on the Today Show. No, totally. Which is really, it's such this weird, bizarre thing where 
one, it was weird that he got booked on the Today Show. You know, it's like, hey. And then he came out and it was like, all right, that was interesting. Got slammed, came back, and was able to go on a world tour, right? At like a, a national <laughs> tour. Yet. He did uh, promise a world tour. He did say, you know, we're in talks about it going international with this thing. But sure. Yeah. Which, who knows? I'd be interested to know how this plays, you know, in uh, uh, Norway. Yeah. You know, I he don't could, know. He could be the Hoff. He could be the Hoff oh, of he Germany. He could. That's he all. could. You don't know. And, and yeah, and to expand on what you're saying is that it's that heart he has for it, but not a lot to back up. I guess uh, Sean Astin, a fellow Goonie, I could say, in mm-hmm. his movie Rudy, that yeah. same thing where this little guy who has nothing but heart for this sport just isn't built mm-hmm. for the sport. It's look, you're you're you know five nothing, and you're you're just too little. But the passion. And that's what you see. You do see Corey's passion on stage, but there isn't a lot else. You know, I not the whole time. I never, I think I went in with a low bar, so I still had a really good time. I knew exactly what I was getting into. And that during that first song, I went, yep. It, it really was exactly what you thought it was going to be, but times 10. It was, I mean, I remember looking over you several times just going, Yep, that's kind of what's going on. You know, he comes in in a, a hood, a black hood. Then he comes in in a gold hood. There's a gold mic, you know, that they put on stage right before he comes on. You know, it's just like the the bed sheet with the stuff, <laughs> with the promotion of him working with people or acting in people's videos. Yeah, like a video basically telling the audience how awesome Corey is which is such a weird yeah exactly and it's like we just work with all these people and he goes and even paris jackson and it's like well what does even that mean like and even paris jackson it's like it's like i figured you would if you're a friend yeah and, it's like, and what did you do with even paris it's it's not like even janet jackson yeah oh shit that's right i don't know paris jackson's actually done anything and maybe it's the fact that paris jackson and I don't know if she has. Maybe I'm sure she has something out. But she, if she hasn't done anything, it's like, yes, she hasn't done anything. And he's even worked with her. And yeah. it's like, oh, okay. I guess maybe that's one of the secret songs that will leak out at some point. Yeah. Him being um, getting this tour off of the whole Today Show thing is such a modern thing. I mean, it was, I guess, seems like a lifetime ago now. But like when Kim Kardashian yeah. had that sex tape we're like oh well this is why she's famous now it's like she's got like a 40 million dollar brand yeah and it's like and at that s- time it was oh rj has a sex tape with robert kardashian's kid that's the sex tape i remember when i first heard about <laughs> yeah. it floating around <clears throat> excuse me rj who i who is what brandy's R- R- ray j yeah, yeah. ray j uh it's brandy's Brandy brother, brother yeah so it was kind of this brother had sex with this guy's daughter here's a tape yeah and, and that's it and then all of a sudden it just blew up and it's, now i can't not look on the tv without a kardashian right exactly and it's like okay well then you can sort of fail up and there's this uh not fair to Corey because Corey is he's he's legit like in our you know child i mean he's He's a beloved, you know, yeah. fixture in, in in the movie. A lot of a lot of movies we we liked, and was like really shining star in those movies. And, and I saw almost all his films in the eighties at the theater. Yeah. So 
No, totally. And and he was one you go, oh, wow, Corey, Corey Feldman, absolutely. I mean, the Corys, you the know, Corey Haim, Corey Haim, Corey Feldman. But he was he was great. You know, he was a great child actor. Um, yeah, so it wasn't some random dude who had a bad Today yeah, show no. and then rocketed it up. This to, is someone he, who he did William hung it. No, right. This is this is this is like he's legit, you know. But like, as an actor, as a kid, you know, I know he's been through things in his life, and I know he didn't want to be an actor as a kid. For him now, you know, it's he's turned. What I like about it is he's turned the whole sad aspect of it to into something you know he loves he really wants to do he's really happy with mm-hmm. and he's happy with himself and he's going out there and he's he said he's doing it like i can't begrudge someone who follows his dreams no matter who he is mm-hmm. and goes out and just makes it happen no matter yeah. what it is yeah, yeah you know i mean that's what everyone's trying to do and he even said that in one of his five to eight minute rants about stuff he was like don't let anyone tell you you can't do it look at me <sighs> yeah yeah but you know that said you can look at him and and maybe apply that to your own and say all right i'll go ahead and do it if that does something for someone then 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 great yeah i know he's Corey feldman and all this but you know of course hopefully you wouldn't let that get in the way of some people i know for me and you we'd be like yeah well you're Corey feldman you have this you have that you have that you have profile so well you can kind of do the show like if you were anyone else if you were joe blow you couldn't do this without paying the whiskey to to do it. You know, yeah, like if you have passion for something, like I will use was this Breck Eisner. Yeah, uh, can't even think of Eisner's first name. Michael. Michael. That's so weird. I can't think. Of it. He wanted to be a filmmaker. Went to school. Did all that. But because you're Breck Eisner, you get a hundred million dollars to make a film. A, you know, a film with Matthew McConaughey. So. And you get a million dollars to make your student film. But that's yeah, neither so, here nor there. Um, so it's that thing of, and once again, I know Corey, his work, because if he didn't want to be in it, but he stayed in it, he's made movies, he's been making music on his own, probably fronting his own money, but you have people to call. Snoop's not going to just show up at your house if you're like, hey, I want to record an album. Right. And Fred, well, Fred Durst might show up. I don't know. I feel like <laughs> he might just show up anyway. So I don't want to put that thing out there where, Oh, just because you're famous, you get this. Or just he did work to get to that certain point. But there are those liberties of the reason he worked with uh, Katy Perry is because he's Corey Feldman and he was an actor and he was in the video. So it it is that sort of cycle of you just want to, oh, they're rich. They just got it. No, well, there's a little more to it. Right. And and, then that's why you're coming. Like, you know, some random dude's not going to have you know uh his films on the bed sheet like he's not gonna have like stuff that everybody has seen mm-hmm. he's not gonna have iconic movies you know uh displayed on that thing you know uh people are not gonna come for just anyone and they come to Corey feldman because it's like when you first heard Corey feldman was making music you're like wait Corey feldman the guy i knew from yeah. goonies lost boys and all that dream a little dream that guy yeah. and it's like oh okay let, let's hear it i guess i kind of know what he's kind of been up to since then and i don't have high hopes but yeah. we'll see and then you listen to it and you go oh it's kind of what i thought it would be and then you sort of put him in a a box of okay that's just Corey. he's just you know right. actor just out of work or out of uh, uh relevance and i'll just go ahead and just put him there and okay that's Corey. but then he you know, goes into the Today Show and just puts it back in the face and puts it back 
himself back in the uh, the social media universe, and then it's like, oh, okay, he's relevant again yeah. because of this uh, sort of uh, weird performance, and then he comes back, and you know, he gets a lot of people in the uh, music industry defending him. Yeah, and so it becomes a thing, and then he capitalizes on it, and more power, more power to him. Yeah. Know? The people that have probably worked with him have seen his passion, but being young, whenever he had his first song, which was 88, 89, I don't remember the story. I was I was hot and tired. Yeah. Um, so at that point, they're like, let him do what he wants to do. But then that was sort of enabling a little bit. So he just kept doing the same thing without yeah. learning where your, your range is. And, and I was also wondering, do you think, I, I just don't know if he's that strategic, but do you think by having the angels... And all the costume changes sort of distract from the music so you're not thinking about it. Because imagine if it was just, you know, three girls or three dudes or a mix and they were just super tight band. Like they were, you know, tight and he didn't do any costume changes. He just came out and did his show. Like even with covers, like I'm going to do all my originals. I'm going to do do four covers, but in and out in 30. Would it be as good of a show and would we even care? By distracting with everything else, you don't think of him as like, he's not a bad singer. Like we're... We're giving so many meh, passes, yeah. whereas if he had a <laughs> solid backing band and he just stood out there and rocked out without maybe the screen and stuff, would that show have been as good and would he even seem as good? Um, or would it just be like, that's uh, a That's a good point. Um, it's like, well, he's got a good band, but he's just not good. And then you sort of walk out, but you almost didn't know what to expect. It's like, oh, he went upstairs. Is the show over? No, he's got a lit up hat now. Now he's on drums. He's vaping. What's happening? That's right. He did go to the <clears throat> drums. Yeah, I don't think it was that. I think what it is, probably he and his wife. His um, mangel. His mangel. Yeah. Were, were thinking about, you know, things. And I guess it's a program or something for girls. Yeah. Beautiful girls that need to be saved or something. I don't he's know. He's the only one. And he, <laughs> he's the guy to do it. Um, and so... You know, this is a way for them to, you know, do something. Mm-hmm. And 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 what it is some interview I watched where he was like, "Yeah, this is like people don't realize that pretty or hot girls need not love to, but they're, you know, <laughs> their self esteem is not as good as people think they are. So we're here to help them." And it was a it was a good pitch about this sort of thing, yeah, which actually rang true. But I thought the true genius of Corey Feldman to actually, in a very earnest way, pitch this program for uh, hot girls who need <laughs> need uh, a boost in their self-esteem. So he takes them in and gives them things to do. Um, he might be a secret genius. I'm like, <laughs> with a wife, I'm like, this is amazing. He tells his wife, he gets his wife on board. But yeah, you know, these hot ch- girls, they need, you know, they need someone to really mentor them because they, their self-esteem is not good. And people uh, uh, abandon them because they think, oh, they're hot, so they have everything. But they're not, they're not really, you know, and we need to take care of them. So that's why I bring these beautiful girls in. And the wife going, yeah, that's a good idea. Like, who, who can do that? That's amazing. And the whole time inner monologue, I can't believe she bought it. Right, <laughs> exactly. Like uh, hiring the hot nanny. No, she just needs work. Yeah, exactly. And she's gonna be so good with our kid, to you know. But look, 
being hot. What? We're not going to hire her because she's hot? Yeah, it's, it's right. It's like, uh, really? You're discriminating against work? hot? Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, oh, wow. It's like, I haven't heard anybody do that because, like, why would you think that that would be uh, okay to pitch? But he did. And it was like, wow, that's amazing. And so I think that it probably grew out of that, the whole angels thing. I don't yeah. think it was necessarily strategic. Because, yeah, how many really good musicians are not working? Yeah. Just consistently out there. In L.A., plenty. Yeah. So he could definitely get a tight band for sure. Yeah. Like, that's the one thing that you can definitely depend on. You can get a bunch of, you know, with a little money. You can get, you know, some... uh some really good people together yeah. and, and, and get a band. Hopefully you guys, you know, gel together, but like you can really do that. Um, and you can keep your main angel on there. Or yeah. Angel because like Linda McCartney wasn't the best, but they put her on a keyboard. Yeah. She played enough, just sort of did her thing and he just got a tour with his wife and his friends. So like, if you want to hang out with your angel, put her on keyboards in the back, you know, just sort of, well, kind of keep the mic a little yeah. low. <laughs> just, uh, and, I just it popped in my head because I just remembered it. Stand by me. Yeah, was painful because remember that was when he came down in his suit and he was vaping, which yeah, I almost left because I have <laughs> I have a, I have a limit of stuff. Right, it just it just kept piling on your limit. You're like, oh, and yeah, he, I don't know if I could do anymore. I think what it was he came down vaping and got behind the drums like, all right, I'm in, and slowly out of time started playing Stand by Me, and I was like. All right, well, that's kind of cool. They'll do a little mus- musical interlude. Sure. And then the angels started singing off-key to his out-of-time drums. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> How, after 30 shows, is this not musically just not tighter? Maybe, obviously, after 30, if you can't sing, you're not going to be any better after how many dates. But musically, how have you not gotten better? How have you not stayed in time? You know, and it was right. just this out-of-time, out-of-tune stand-by me was like, oh. It almost sullied the movie. It's like, I can't watch this movie ever again. Right. Yeah, that was very, very painful. I I didn't remember that when you were first mentioning it right now because I guess I put that out of my mind. But yeah, that was about a minute in when I figured out what was actually happening. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is, this is not, this is not good. You know, just a thought about your question about how could he not be musically better how can he not be in time by this show the last show of the tour uh i just think he doesn't have he's if he i guess have you've been incentive. playing it wrong the whole he, way yeah, why would you get better and he's having like a good like he's having a good like he's playing like this is like him going like it's almost like a he doesn't think of it as this way but it's almost like it's a hobby it's yeah. like i'm just going in i'm just playing a little bit you know when someone comes in and say you know what I don't know why the professor music doesn't come in and go, you know. <laughs> she's trying to stay out of it. I'm she's just going like, to. you know, we could we could work on our you know timing. Why don't we do some drum patterns? Why don't yeah. we do? I, I don't know what I would, she's doing. But. I would get it at, at this being the last show, and if like say the last half hour was just him. Look, the show's done, but we're having a good time. Let's play this, and it was off key. He's like, I've never played it, but let's play this song. Then I would get it. Yeah, but this is a song that's in your show the whole time. It's like this is a song this that is a I play every night. Song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I can't keep keep the beat because it's like you're almost sitting there and you're listening. Uh huh. There, there's the drop. Oh, he missed that one. And it's like I'm once again I couldn't play the drums, but after hearing him do "Stand by Me," I feel like I could probably 
learn that version of Stand By Me. Do you think he's learned how to play the drums or he's just... I think he just gets back there going, I'm good. And just starts hitting. (laughs) Yeah, because he did make the comment, oh, this is way easier than being, you know, out front on stage. I should just stay back here. (laughs) And I think, I don't know if she was on stage or not, but the actual Oh, no, she left. Remember how awkward it was because the stage was tight? So she got up. Had to shimmy away from the drums, knocked a mic over. Yeah. And then had to shimmy up to stage. <laughs> right, because I was think because I was looking for her like when he said that and I was like I was like, Oh, that's kinda like She's up there. Fuck she's, you. She's, exactly. Takes she's off like, her angel halo. So, yeah. <laughs> Which by the way, a couple of the angels did throw off their halos like when they had their part. solo. When they like, had their yeah, solo, like, uh... I can't do this anymore. You know? Symbolic. I don't yeah. know. But uh, man, the angels. Yeah, I guess that thing of help. Well, I'm going to help hot girls yeah. get overlooked because they're too hot. Yeah, and it was like, but but he said it in a way where, you know, people don't realize that these these women have really low self-esteem. And so what I'm doing is I'm taking them in and, you know, giving them something to do. There was one where, you know, well, what do you like to do? What do you do? And she's like, well, I used to, I don't know, play saxophone back in the day or like when I was a kid or in school or whatever i used to dance or whatever like okay so let's do that or i used to no it was like i used to dj he's like so i know uh skrillex so i told dj skrillex i called him up and said would you give her a chance and he's like okay so they get together and then now she's like djing places and it's like so this is you know we're just helping people you know i mean they're hot but it's you know they just don't they don't have any direction so we're just giving hot girls direction and giving them a, an avenue to for success yeah. <laughs> it's just like it's like you wouldn't think but you know it's like hot girls and the the interviewer he was talking to is just pretty uh-huh. and so he's like well you you, you know I, I know you know what hot girls i mean people people look at you i'm sure in a certain way and like they they probably have misconceptions about you and don't really give you a chance to do anything um when they don't give you a chance, then you don't have those opportunities that, you know, he didn't say normal girls, but like other girls would have. <laughs> he thought it. But it's like, this is so it's really, really tough for you girls. And it's like, she's like, mm-hmm, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, sure, sure, sure. <laughs> what, what am I going to say to that? You know, um, thanks. But, but so wait, am I hot or yeah. am I not good at my job? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't know. <laughs> like, uh, I, uh, wow. I mean, that probably stuck with me more than anything with the court because we're like he actually really sold that wow it's like, like you know what I'm, a, I'm going to do this tomorrow exactly. i'm going exactly. to help hot girls <laughs> and i think you even mentioned at the show do you think any of the angels parents are there oh that's a good question uh i i don't know any of the angels i don't want to get into really any speculation but I don't know if I really want to know about the parenting stories of the angels. It might not be good. Yeah. Although it, it might be, it might be fine. It might be like, hey, I'm. Uh, or the parents. I like, just wanted. Look, play as the long guitar. As you're safe. Do yeah. Go on tour. It's only going to help you. Yeah. Like I mean, maybe the parents are just, you know, I'm surprised. We should have done better. Our daughter was too hot. We thought she had easy. Thank God Corey came along right, exactly. to help our hot daughter. <laughs> poor, poor hot daughter. Um, but but in this, you think about it in this day and age of the social media star, the Vine star, the yes, 
the YouTube star, whatever. It's like I could want to get into Corey's band just because, like you said, exposure. It'll help you. You know, it's like people are getting into everything now just because, hey, it's exposure for me or my, and I hate when people use this word, my brand. Right. Like everybody is a brand. Yeah. That's a whole other podcast that we could talk The brand about. will be our next one. Because oh, uh, John God. and I need to figure out our brand. We need to figure out our All brand. Right. Every every single person. You know, you talk to a homeless guy. He's like, yeah, uh, yeah, I don't want that food because it's not good for my brand. Yeah. And it's like, oh, yeah, whatever. My brand awareness. Yeah. <laughs> my brand. But, yeah, I think that I talk about parents and stuff like that. But that, that's what everybody's, everybody's like, Corey Feldman, we're touring? Yeah, I'll be in that band, sure. And, and say uh, – the professor of rock um <laughs> i love that in her crap but she was actually really good say on your resume so it's like she wants to maybe be a studio musician she or seemed like the adult in the room she, she was like, the adult like she was the one that's like come on guys yeah like, yeah, like, yeah i totally. got i got this stuff sequenced i know what we're doing right right um and, and she's she, the musical director and she said. and that was the thing i guess if you look at it she owned the stage when she did her zombie yeah. or cranberries cover yeah like, she commanded the crowd like you no that was because, i was like i was into it too yeah so like that was an opening act you went there and you saw these girls dressed as angels and they knocked out that song you'd be like all right i'm intrigued they did a gimmick to make me totally. look up on stage but she had something to back it right and she was really good solid so she goes out and maybe it's like oh so and so she did a tour with Corey. bring her in she's going to get like you said with the brand recognition they're going to bring her in just to ask her about this tour. It's John and I both worked um, on a show that we still get talked to about. I'll go on shows. They'll see my resume and go, yeah. oh, we have questions yeah. about those people <laughs> that were on the show. I'm five years removed from the show to this day. Someone will go, you worked on that show? I have some questions. That's my brand then. Yeah. So this girl <laughs> is going to brand. like they're going to be like, "Oh, hey, we need someone that can play uh violin and keyboards on this thing." Oh, she uh this girl's pretty good. She she did this whole tour with uh Corey Feldman. She was one of the angels. Oh, fuck that. Bring her Bring in. Bring her in. Absolutely. And then they'll talk to her. They'll gel. And then it's like, "See what you got." She'll get it based on like you said, the Vine or YouTube sort of aspect train wreck of it. It's like, "We just want to talk to her." And then they'll realize, "Oh, she's actually really good, too." Yeah. And, She'll get a job. No, absolutely. It, like you said, it's it's exposure. It's really nothing bad about it. Like it's you're gonna get some exposure. It's like yeah. I I almost said something that I shouldn't have said, but <laughs> I'll say it. I don't know why this came into mind. Maybe because his picture is appropriately displayed on the walls. Like Hendrix. Yeah. Like he comes in to Corey's band and starts shredding. Yeah. First of all, you're like, why is that guy here? Yeah. It, it, He's amazing. But you go, okay, well, he was in Corey's band. Like, this is where he gets his start yeah. or whatever. And it's like, okay, well, then he's an amazing guitarist. But maybe there are other good guitarists out there. But you're going to bring him in there because of the Corey factor. Yeah. And you're going to hear him play. And you're like, wow, this guy's like, transformative. It just all depends on, like, that platform. Yeah. And Corey having the profile he does with his career you know, that sort of brings you in there closer. That can get you into venues. That can get you into, especially with the Today Show. Yeah. You know, that gets you to, forget that, that gets you to the Today Show. That band, without Corey Feldman, if it were just the Angels and some dude, yeah. like, they don't, <laughs> no one, it's like, they, they wait, don't get on the Today Show. You, 
your music's okay, but your band dresses as angels and you're rescuing pretty girls. Yeah, we're not going to have you on the Today Show. He's just going down the street. You're not hot. You're not hot. All right, you're hot enough. Do you want to be an angel? Rescue pretty And see, that's, that's what it was. It was like, I'm only dealing with hot girls. It was yeah. like, I'm not interested in the in anyone else just the pretty girls like yeah. that's all we do here at this thing yeah and it's like well of course so many if you want to rescue girls so many girls need like help i mean but are they I, don't, I don't know if you think <laughs> exactly it's like i don't know if you're the guy to do it, but like if you want to help women you and your wife <clears throat> want to devise a program to help women I don't think you should be exclusive about it, but to be exclusive to hot, I just think that that's and that he uses the term. How no, he to- he totally does. It's not like how Hooters. No, we'll interview everyone. We just happen to hire the girls with the largest breasts. It's that thing where it's like right. they're not going to say that. They're going to say we interview everyone. Everyone has a fair shake. Yeah. With Corey, he could have just went. No, I'm helping girls that are in need. And you look at him going. They're all a type, and they're very. All right. But the fact that he's just calling out, oh, attractive women. Right. Uh, you know, I hot girls. Yeah. And and it, it was weird, too, I guess, because when I heard him speak on this, I was like, you know what? He kind of like he's Corey Feldman. Like, I know he's Corey Feldman. He's a little older and he has like the look is not he's not has this boyish look as he did back then, of course. But it's like if he were just a regular guy maybe even look the same and he spewed these same words you could say oh wow this guy's like has a, a cult yeah or it's creepy or something like that but the but because it's Corey feldman it's like oh it's like anyone else that, yeah i'm rescuing pretty girls so i uh, i give bring pretty girls in and and we give them things to do and <laughs> And it's like me and my wife, we bring in pretty girls. It's like, well, wait, wait, what, what's going on here? Like, yeah, you're on a watch list. Yeah, if you're doing exactly. that, you are on a watch list. You know, it's only pretty girls, you know, because pretty girls need love too. And it's like, <laughs> what? It's like, wow. It's like, why didn't, why hasn't anyone ever done this before? He's a At least publicly. Yeah. <laughs> Privately, I'm sure. But publicly, to just say that. Yeah, it's like, yeah, people don't know that. It's just really hard for hot girls. And look, I'm not even going to sit up here and say that it's not. And I'm not ridiculing that at all. I'm just saying for him to single out, like, pretty girls, it's like, you can't really do that. Like, you know, like his wife goes, yeah, uh, hot guys, guys need, you know, people don't realize that really beautiful men really need uh, help. And it's like, we're here to rescue them. <laughs> like if she does like, you know, the the male equivalent, the male equivalent, you know, on stage, she's like, I'm breaking off and I'm going solo. It's like, okay. And she's got like the Chippendales guys behind her or the, whatever. The do- professor of rock. Yeah. Goes solo yeah. With the, uh, and helps a hot dude. Yeah. <laughs> How amazing would it be if it was that Corey's like, no, I just, you know, good looking dudes just need help. Yeah. And it's him and his wife, and they're just hire hot dudes. I would have just been like, this is even better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, it was and um, going back to the, the Angels real quick, I think, because they each got their own song, they needed songs that weren't as challenging. The first Angel You're did right. that Nirvana song. You're right. And 
it, don't do bands that have songs that have well everyone's gonna have an iconic singer but have like a weird range like kurt just sang weird partially screaming partially this you know stomach ulcer he had and yeah. it was gravelly you can't hit that don't do it or do something different and then the other song was um that i think vocally it, it's sort of your thing with like the michael jackson covers you just can't unless you're that remember alien ant farm yeah did that smooth criminal that that see, works. that's what i'm saying it's a completely different no i'm sorry go ahead yeah exactly what you're gonna say it's different but it's a michael jackson song in the vein but they changed it totally. to work for them so if they're gonna do a nirvana song change it up do it faster do it slower don't try to recreate it especially if you don't have the vocal range be do something different with it where you're like what a cool cover oh the other song was the goonie song cindy lopper like cindy La- before. oh my god it, it's such a difficult god such a difficult song to do and it was like it was i'll just say it, it was like me singing it you know yeah. it was like me going hey, hey you know it's like this is not like she's cindy lopper actually has powerful vocals you know right. it's really displayed in that song very well but like you wouldn't think about it because it's this pop song but if she does something like you know true colors or something else then you'd be like okay well i see the vocal range there are plenty of songs out there even today like say uh beyonce Mm -hmm. does that you know i would say someone like my mom would Mm -hmm. be like i don't really think beyonce can sing i don't really think she's that good you know because she's she grew up on singers that were amazing beyonce is also like an amazing singer and you know so i play a song for her and she's like yeah well see it's just like she's not as good as which i don't think anybody's as good as her but like aretha franklin right you know and it's like well i'm just saying i'm, I'm not saying yeah, she you is, can't do apples, like, apples yeah on i'm that. not saying she is either but i'm saying she is like really good like this is a very hard song to sing as evidenced by okay get someone else to sing it mm-hmm. and then they sing the song and it's like whoa this is really really hard because of the vocal uh gymnastics that has to happen with this sort of pop song it doesn't yeah. sound like it's not a ballad it's not this but it's just don't go to ballads next <laughs> it's just the nature of the song just like the cindy lopper song it's like you just don't think that it's uh it requires a powerful vocal but it but it actually does and it actually is and when she tried to do it it was like I don't know, Corey. Maybe you should give a uh, give it a try because I don't know if she's doing better than well, you. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's um, actually going off back to the uh, Beyonce thing. It's funny. They might be giants. Did a cover of Destiny's Child's "Bills, Bills, Bills," and that's fun oh. because it's yeah, yeah. They might be giants. It, yeah. it's it was just a funnier version. But that's when things like that work. Yes, Beyonce. I'm fifty fifty on. Yeah. Yes, she's not Aretha Franklin. But some of the songs she does are very difficult for what she's doing, and she makes hits. And not that they're, regardless if you like them or not, she's a hit maker. That would be the thing with the the Goonie song. If you couldn't sing it, go out there and own it. Go out there, get the band to play, jump up and down. Don't sing it as if you're singing, like you're channeling Cyndi Lauper. That's kind of what she was doing. She's like, look, I'm an angel. I'm pretty. (laughs) I can sing this song. Just go out there and kind of make it fun for the crowd, like you're doing karaoke. Like, when you do karaoke, you're just kind of having fun. Everyone's like, well, he's not meant to sound like that. It's karaoke. So her doing it should have been more fun. Just go out there and sing this Goonie song. Everyone loves that song. Yeah, I think that's 
Great advice. Oh, I at think, Corey right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I, I think that's amazing. Yeah, because it, everyone is there, really, no matter what concert you're at and what, who, who you're playing for. People are there to have a good time. Mm-hmm. They want to have a good time. And you're right. Own it. You can't do Cindy Lauper. Probably not many people can. And you just own it. You make it fun. You make it karaoke and engage the crowd. Like you said, everybody loves the song already. We know what the song is. We've heard it many times. We we enjoy it. Yeah. So, you and, know. And Corey should have been on stage. Let her sing, but maybe have him sing back up and be Corey into Corey should have been on he's stage. He's in that movie. Yeah. So just be part of what that is. You're right. Like, and, he, he should have been. That's that's the whole thing, and that whole thing. I'm like, why why is he not here? Like, why is he not involved in this? Because the Goonies is like one of those seminal movies, one of those iconic movies of our childhood. You know, I don't even want to see Goonies too, because you know it's gonna be like, oh yeah. Why but, is he moonwalking? Yeah, it's like, <laughs> what is going on? It's it's one of those things where now I want to watch Goonies. It's <laughs> <laughs> It's cleanse the palate after the show. <laughs> exactly. It's one of those things where you're right. You just get on stage, you sing back up, you get on the drums or whatever you need to do, and participate in that. Yeah. You know, or I don't know, play the track and <laughs> you know, sing back up or whatever. You know, yeah, play live, have her track, go do your costume change, come back down, even if it's abbreviated. Give something for the crowd. Yeah. It's like, oh, this is kind of fun while he does his costume change. Totally. It's it's just, you know, don't like going, oh, well, kind of ruin that one. You know, it's like, because I would have liked to have seen that. I mean, that that was something I've recognized. Yeah. You know, and the new new stuff is like, okay, you know. Everything was the new stuff. Everything was, that's true. Everything (laughs) was the new stuff. Well, it's funny because we went to see... um, Matchbox 20, a friend of ours from Australia was here, loved Matchbox 20. Great. And then we were dropping her off and we were going to go to see a movie because we didn't care about Matchbox 20. Not in a, it was just sort of we didn't care. Someone came up, hey, do you want free tickets? Great. But Soul Asylum were opening. I like Soul Asylum. Went in and it was their last show on that tour. So they just did covers and owned it because they were just having a great yeah. time. Then they sang like their two hits at the end and it was like, I remember that more than and Matchbox Twenty were fine. They had hits. I it was at the time when they were big. Yeah, I actually like them. I actually like Matchbox Twenty. I had nothing. It was that thing of we were going. We weren't going to buy tickets because we were indifferent. And they're like, here's free. So yes, the show was great. That's yeah, free is always good. But I, Angela, I remember the Soul Asylum show. They just came out and it was. I don't even remember the covers, but it was cover, cover, cover. And then their two songs, and they're like, we'll see you later. And it was like, this is what it should. B, if they owned it. It didn't even seem like they rehearsed half the covers. They just they yeah. gave songs that everyone wanted to hear. Someone screamed Freebird because everyone does that. And they're like, screw you. And then they played Freebird. Oh. <laughs> like, you guys are all. Nice. And I think that's what it should have been with some of these covers that the angels. Just have fun. Be, you're basically, you're only doing your song so Corey can do an outfit change. Just own up that moment. and. And to go into, uh, I'm looking at the set list. The fifth song in is an angel cover of that Nirvana song. And you're just like, oh, man, we're only. And that might have been when you looked at your watch going, it's been 20 minutes. Right. I may have. I think that probably was like, I didn't even recognize the song. And it was like, what is 
like I like I think I looked at my watch because I'm like I don't know what's happening. Like this is this is just <laughs> no like noise. Like I don't know what is she is she really gonna sing? And it was like okay. And you're like yeah he's butchering Nirvana. I was like Nirvana. That's what it, I was like. That's what it is because I was like I can't I can't decipher what this is. Yeah, my big joke was hasn't Kurt Cobain suffered? Yeah, enough? yeah. <laughs> um, and I, actually musically I thought they were pretty good because I mean it's a three chord bass song so. Yeah they had the the skills to do it i think it was this weird contrast of her trying to do it the way it's supposed to sound but sort of sexily dancing dancing sexy i guess i should say that just sort of felt i was like i have no idea what's going on and i think there are these two guys that were in front of us that were probably the younger version of us yeah that at every song sort of looked at each other going what yeah (laughs) it was like it was like we were in that timeline where we were with ourselves going oh that's just a version of us right in front of us going, what's this? Yeah, like, what's, yeah. It, pretty much every five minutes, you're like, wait, what's this? <laughs> and uh, John and I did not splurge on the $100 meet and greet. The $100 meet and greet, which didn't we, I think you're right. Like, we were going to go to another concert before, and the meet and greet was like, was it 90 bucks? It was like, yeah. But the tickets for that were actually really expensive because it was at this place in Pasadena called The Rose. And I think you had to buy a ticket that was at a table that you had to buy food. And it was like, at that point, I was like, oh, yeah. look, I'm not going 100 deep for this show. Like this show, what we saw, 20 bucks. I got every penny yeah. out of that $20. Just from standing outside to the death metal band that opened two before Corey. Like I got my $20. Had it been this pre-tour where I think it was just him. I don't think there was an opening. I think it was that, that oh, just, thing where just Corey. you go, you eat your food, Corey does some dinner theater, yeah. and you're out. That Had it been cheaper, I would have probably done the meet and greet at that time. It would have been, oh, this is great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 110 bucks. It's funny because I follow him on Twitter, and he re- he retweets everything that anyone says that he's awesome. He retweets. And okay. It's like, oh, <laughs> I would too probably if someone yeah, told yeah. me I was awesome. I'll say from all the photos I've seen from the meet and greets, he he stays he signs everyone gets their photo and their opportunity so your hundred dollars is getting something so i give it to him for that like at least he's committed to that yeah. but i don't know it's like a hundred dollars for meet and greet it's like no i'm good yeah i i i I, I, uh, I, I wouldn't do it either i mean not that i wouldn't do it but like for the whole Corey feldman thing i, I just i don't know i have this feeling like i'll just probably run into I mean, we're in the we're we'll in hollywood run into him at some point you know he'll probably be on one of your shows or one of mine and then like he'll, he'll come in for adr or something <laughs> <laughs> that will absolutely be the yeah. best day ever you will be there um john's here on he's from the studio yeah we'll just yeah i'm just I'm, hey, john's here from the yeah, network exactly um so Selfie? yeah exactly <laughs> just thumbs up yeah. next to him uh yeah um just that whole like you're just like he's sitting down at the, you know, at the in the booth at the mic and i just come into the booth and just like <laughs> the, the, the thumbs up <laughs> yeah <laughs> just don't tell him what i'm doing oh man your last album was amazing just say that and he'll, yeah. he'll be your best friend oh oh really what song is your favorite uh i'll, I'll really, dude, it's hard to choose there's so many really good ones that the fred durst and snoop dogg one yeah <laughs> look everything's in my ipod i don't look yeah down <laughs> and it's just sort of it is what it is and um oh we should mention he did make it rain he yes how could we not 
at <laughs> some point that. towards the end, I, I don't know, time and space folded onto itself during that show. Like, it was either been 20 minutes or two hours. I never knew what time it was. Yeah, I don't know when. He, he did it towards the end. Yeah. And he came out and he had this gun on stage. I say gun, but it was like a, just a cylinder. And so he pops these. On one side, he pops these this confetti of like small hundred dollar bills, yeah. essentially. And I was like, oh, okay. He does that for one stage. Then he has another one and he pops them on our way. Yeah. And it's like, I was like, should I? Just my mind like, oh, do I, what am I really going to do with this? Another thing. And I was like, should I pick it up? And then I see one guy <laughs> went and picked it up and, and rough. I saw you like, what the hell? And then you just like, sure, I'll pick one up. I was like, all right, I'll do one too. Well, the funniest this moment was right before that. Because that, yeah, it was towards the end because the crowd was very thin yeah. at that point. So the guy's already cleaning up. Yeah. And then Corey just like, just puts all so this just, shit on the floor and that guy is standing in the like, corner going, motherfucker. <laughs> it's, like, it's like it's past two. I want to go home. Uh, and I still can't believe that there were five more songs that were. Yeah. It's like where? where? And who knows? I don't know where they were peppered in, but there was initially five more songs. Because remember he said last, he's like, well, last night we did more ballads and stuff like this. I want to do the rock. I can only imagine the ballads. That could be a whole other. I kind of wish we went to the Yeah, ballad. yeah. No, definitely to hear him do like a ballad. Then maybe that's his vocal range. Maybe he's in a ballad range. Because I've listened to uh, Angelic to the Core. Yeah. But that's another thing. Sorry, Corey, if you're listening. Don't put numbers in your tweets. I don't know why that bothers me. Later tonight, we're doing it. It's never done in a way where it's like, Oh, he maxes out at 120, 140 characters. So he needs to do that to like. No, he'll just do it. You're 46. Yeah. Don't don't do it unless you're running out of space. Because I've done that before, where I've written a a long tweet and went, "Ugh, I'm five over. Okay, I can. I don't need this word. Right. A comma. I'm getting. I'm getting the gist of it. Okay. Ah, put a number in there. You know, and I save my space. But he's using like 20 characters. Don't don't use don't use uh don't use numbers. Do you think it's uh Corey doing that, or do you think it's someone? Does he have like a a, a tweeter person? Uh, yeah, I, I I think he has to do that. I think that's him. I don't know. I if think he it has... is too. I would hope he. I, it's no big deal, but it's just you know. I'm curious of let's see let's see what he tweeted. One of the angels, maybe. <laughs> One angel in uh, waiting. Look, hot angels need to tweet. Yeah. <laughs> Give you a job, you tweet. You're my tw- you're, you're my tweeter angel. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's for the ugly ones because they're not on stage. <laughs> the ones that aren't attractive uh, uh, go on um, go on the tweeter. <clears throat> Let's see, Corey Feldman. Let's see if he said anything about the show. Anything about the haters? No, just retweets of how awesome he is. Outstanding. That was the best show I've ever seen. Really, best show I've ever seen. Corey deserves the truth out there. I don't know what that means. Huh. Maybe there's some sort of... Uh, you think it was that guy last night yelling, Honesty! Yeah, I don't understand that. There was a guy that just kept yelling, Honesty. Yeah. And I have no idea... All right, I'll go to his discography, and uh, we'll find out. Type in Corey Feldman, and Pedophile comes up. So, oh, okay. Uh, well, that's... Not what I'm <laughs> looking for right now. Um, I hope that has nothing to do with Corey Feldman. All right, what else about the show? 
trying to think. He, once again, he did give it his all. And and, and, and that whole adage of you really want to look like you're having a good time up there. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I remember watching American Idol and a lot of the comments were, you really look like you're having a good time out there. And usually that's like you have nice eyes or yeah. your outfit is great in anything the but the anything yeah anything other than what the yeah. show is yeah. <laughs> exactly one thing i can say about court he looked like and i know it was genuine he was having a really good time and that that's what i was thinking in my head the whole time I was like wow he's having a blast up there yeah. like it's you know he's doing like the gestures to the crowd he's like yeah give me applause give me yeah, applause give me it applause. Up and- eating it up uh, taking his shirt off and do, you know he's just every trope of a rock star you know he sort of maybe studied that and said hey i'm gonna do all of these things i'm gonna take the shirt off i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do my michael jackson moves i'm gonna come in in multiple hoodies yeah. i'm gonna have a Loves laser the, hood. the, the hoodies that take the hood part off yeah so i don't really yeah who, who knows i'm gonna uh have a laser light show a, you did have a laser light show? A like a, a low rent laser light show? It only it was, worked through some of the songs. Yeah, it, it was yeah, it was like an it intermittent thing. Yeah, it was not. He, he was like, I can't kill him with the laser light show on every song, but I'll, I'll bring it yeah, in and I dazzle to, them. I need them wanting more. Yeah. So I am going to sporadically, and that was the thing. One of the longest thing was waiting for him to go on stage because it felt like. Something wasn't working, like the keyboard wasn't working, and then all of a sudden I saw him putting batteries in a mic. It's like, shouldn't this been done like yesterday? Like, and and I said to you, like, didn't they play yesterday? So you think, oh, well, we know, we know what to do now. We'll just do what we did last night. And then it was a guy with the whole iPad with the whole calibration thing. Yeah, it took him. I don't know when. When did they set up? Like at a? Because we walked in. It was at least forty-five minutes when we set up. We heard the last band, and it felt like people were going in because John and I stood outside in the haze of tobacco, weed, and vape clouds. There was, yeah. A lot of vape. So all of a sudden, it felt like people were going in. It's like, oh, this band before him is about to go off. So we went in and saw the last song of some band. Right. They were fine. Yeah. So we're like, all right, probably about 15, 20 minutes. And then that grew into 45 minutes. And Because that band got off stage really quick. It was drums i think it was drums guitar bass those guys grabbed their stuff left and it just took forever to just yeah because we saw lighting tests and this keyboard to, and it was like this should be we should be going on i know yeah i i just uh, i don't know i was like and you and i have you know we're there and we have our expectations for the show which are you know obviously very low so for the fact of them to have so much setup time, it's like, wh- why did wh- what what's the problem here? What do we need this for Corey Feldman? We yeah. need to set up and you know this is not some premier group and this is not Staples Center. I've seen less turnover like at those venues. Yeah, um, obviously a bigger crew and whatnot, but and union people. But it's just crazy to me and and the whole time thinking with the calibration thing i was like and then we saw the guy in the crowd yeah. even later i kept thinking what is he because this is not good like it's not good like is how do you base how, yeah how do you yeah. base like look she's out of 
tune, yeah. but is it her? Is yeah. it me? He's <laughs> like, just like going up and down on his like, iPad. How do you tell? He's like just mimicking stuff. He's like yeah, 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 just pretending like he's it's doing stuff. Just an app that doesn't yeah. do anything. <laughs> it's like, it's like, what are you doing? It's like yeah, it's out of tune, out of key, and you know, it's kind of there, but not really. It's it's. It was amazing. My favorite was before John got there because we met this. Uh, there was a guy in a suit with his VIP pass. I did see him walking around, so I think he was part of Corey's management team or whatever because he didn't seem like he worked at the venue, but he was with yeah. Corey. Someone came up <clears throat> and went, oh, I guess because he was by the door. It was like, oh, hey, what's the show? It's like $10. And the guy was like, <laughs> no, it's 20 It's Corey Feldman. As if a 10 was disrespecting the Feldman (laughs) and like how dare you insult us with this ten dollars and the guy was like all right cool and then just kept walking i don't think he even knew who was on that night he was walking by as music was playing hey how much for the show and and on the marquee which i'll put on our twitter and uh instagram because john and rob and because john and robert figure it out yeah it said Corey and the angels at the top and seven other bands so I'm sure it got lost. Like some guy probably just walked up. Hey, I want to see the show. It's early. And yeah, but the fact that he did that, what was it? We left the venue. What was that guy? What did that guy say? Remember, like we left their friends walked up and we're standing there and we're both sort of like, so, oh, that yeah. happened. And he's like, he's like, you miss Corey Feldman. And, and he's, she's like, oh, really? When did he go? And he's like, he just finished like a minute ago. She's like, <laughs> Oh, she's like, we would have been able to see him. She was like kind of bummed. She's like, we would have made it. And then he was just in awe. Like, you should have been. <laughs> yeah, he's just like, this was hilarious. And yeah, it's it's like I feel bad. I, I just do too. sort of wrap it up. And I feel like we could talk more, but I feel like I this was like what 18 hours ago we we're at the show. Right. Was so I was so tired. I hadn't been out. Like, I got home and I realized I'd been up 21 hours that day because I woke up at 5:30 that day. Wow! And so I got home at like three. I was just like, yeah, I was pretty tired too, but not like that. Wow, it's it's. But it, and that's the thing. It is easy to make fun of, and if you don't, if you don't know anything, you could go to that show. It was a great twenty dollars spent. Yeah, and you could make fun of him, and but there's no. We're making jokes now, but it not really at the expense. It's at the experience because he did give it his all. Oh, totally. 100%. He was there grinding away. Ours are just because we're in TV, which is kind of what our podcast is, is what we do. There's always notes and everyone can have a note. And this was just more about making it tighter. If this was an hour 15, like even if he went on at 1230, we'll just call it it's even and was done at 145. Fine, but it like it, 220 or something like that, or 215 or 205 or whatever. It just kept going and going. No, I know. And, yeah, and actually, yeah. it did start at 1220. But if it was like an hour and 10, it would have been like, what was that? And was he singing? Was that Michael Jackson? What's happening? It was just that it kept going and going, and it felt like it should be cohesive. Yeah, no, I 100%. Yeah, definitely should have been cohesive. Um, but yeah, I just. The midway point, I was like, okay, all right. And then, like, he would do something that would be, he was, he was entertaining. Like, yeah. he would do something that would be entertaining. I was like, okay. I kind of, I wish they were better breaks, although 
you know, I kind of like the the zombie thing, but like the the the, the angel breaks were good breaks i think it was just like but it was the angels doing stuff where you're like yeah i you know i don't know you know the in the guitar solo was fine but it was like i don't oh remember know what <laughs> he's like oh we got one more angel left angel something and he's like she's gonna shred who wants her to shred for the next five minutes and it was like oh yeah you're like <laughs> holy shit <laughs> like, five five min- minutes do we need that and i think she did actually three minutes i was like she's like i don't have five minutes in me i want to go home <laughs> yeah she was but she was like you know playing up the crowd eating up too yeah. um and she was you know she was really good she, she was really good because that showed off a talent no like right a, like a skill more then, than a talent. no no then, then you thought okay that these are He's not just hiring hot girls who don't really have a skill and hot girls can have skills, John. <laughs> <you know? laughs> I'm learning that. I'm learning. Um, yeah, and so she was there, and I was like that, and I was like, okay, all right, sure. And then he comes back and he does his thing, but it just felt like, and now this, and then this, and then we'll do a little of this, and then we'll do a little bit of that. Like there was no. The bog down was the covers and talking about his career. It's the people that are there know. And the people that don't know that are there maybe from the Today Show don't care. Really, it's It's like they're there to see what that Today Show is. They're there with their friends going, oh, my God, that guy from the Today Show is at the whiskey. Right. If they remember because so much time had passed. It should have been – my best note would have been come out, sing your songs. If you're going to change your costume – play a song from one of your movies just instrumentally have them just play it where and try to do your costume change quickly because i'm sure some of the venues had didn't have to go upstairs right, so you right. could have taken time play the goonie song maybe hum it a little bit come out song song cut down on the chatter other than la am i right follow your dreams great right right before the the encore have the professor of rock do the zombie song you know what before before we end this thing, I want to show off my angels. She sings because she's the really good one. They're all playing, and you're like, it's got a really good band. Come back, and you're out. Yeah. Like, that's the overall note of it. It was just, it, I think it was just that middle lag. Hey, follow your dreams. Hey, my friend Corey Haim, which is sad. And then it's like, I'm going to sing this song from Lost Boys. Remember Lost Boys, right? I can't sing Cindy Lauper. Here's the Cindy Lauper song. Michael Damon. And you're like, holy shit. Right. <laughs> No, I know. Focus. Yeah, it was just there was just so much. It was so much that you and I know. Yeah. It was sort of like we would go in and I said, Rob, you know, Corey isn't feeling well. I need you to go on stage and be Corey tonight. And you going, uh, okay, I don't know what I'm gonna do. Uh yeah, the set starts in like twenty minutes. And like you devise something, you go, Okay, I guess I gotta wing it. And then you just sort of like, All right, what do I know? Corey Haim, uh, uh, Lost Boys, and this. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll just yeah. do everything I know and just go out there and yeah. not have like a plan. You're right. It's like the last show of the thing. So what you're saying is like he could have a good show. I definitely think, regardless if if it was that tight 115, my only complaint was like, eh, probably needs to find a better vocal range. Yeah, that would have probably been my only complaint. It, not even only complaint would have been, look, he's giving it all. He just needs to find where he's comfortable singing that sounds better. Not that he was ever out of key or anything. Just something that where, like that first song he comes out with is a, that Ascension Millennium. I have no idea what he's singing. 
I can't hear one word. Nothing. It's just right. and you're like, I, I don't know what you're saying. And not that I have to hear every word, but yeah. it, it's just more of a yeah. Code. Like Ange and I last year that sort of merged into this year, we saw this band Mike Snow mm-hmm. eight times. They play an hour fifteen every show we've seen, and they're opening. It is the tightest hour fifteen. They vary a few songs from show to show, but it's so good that we keep seeing them. Right. Like we know exactly what they're in for. And it's with most concerts and bands you like, you'll see them no matter what. But they don't even vary it up. Where there are some bands I've seen multiple times that I'm like, God, I really wish they would vary it up just to give me something new. Mike Snow, for the eight shows, I think there were three song differences on each uh, from on the whole thing. But that hour, they come out, hey, hey, how's everyone doing? Song, song, song. It's tight. It sounds good. And you're out. And at the end, you're like, that was the best money I had spent. That hour 15, which probably hour and a half once you get out of the venue. That was amazing. I can't. When are they playing again? They're playing San Francisco. Should we drive to San Francisco? You get that amped. Whereas this, it's like, <laughs> I, I, if he does, comes again, maybe. I don't know if it's $20 again and John and I want to talk about it for an hour and a half. <laughs> I don't know if John will go, but... <laughs> I don't know. Do you, do you think Ron Jeremy pays hundred bucks for the meet and greet, or he gets he gets comp? I think he got paid a hundred dollars to go meet and greet with Corey. <laughs> yeah, Ron Jeremy was there. We missed out on Ron Jeremy. Do you think he was up in the? the he was up there with the with uh, Keith Coogan. Yeah, and the merch angel. There was a and merch. the merch angel. Yeah, I, I wish I should have went up, but I, I was. So I know, tired right? I Me too. Yeah, yeah. My um, last story, which. Right when he was doing his Michael Jackson Man in the Mirror, I don't know if you noticed, there was a guy that came down and he had a Corey shirt on, and I feel like he was wearing it ironically. Was it? Was this the one that? Was it? What did it say? I like a Corey? F- it said "Go for it" or something. It had Corey. Oh on no it. no no no! Like so, a Corey Feldman shirt. Yeah, Corey Feldman shirt. So he comes down. He goes in the crowd. He starts singing "Man in the Mirror." He turns around. He sees me, and I I look perplexed. Yeah. He just starts. <laughs> shaking his head kind of laughing and i saw him leave no way and i was like but you have the shirt on but you're here and you, you have in. but maybe he had to just leave for that one song okay. and went, look no i gotta <laughs> cleanse it out but it was this funny moment of i saw the guy come down from the stairs like oh he's here for Corey. it's cory's gonna start doing yeah. this michael jackson thing he's here and i was like yeah i'm gonna go outside and vape <laughs> <laughs> He looks at you and like... It was just the way we made this eye contact and we're like, we're here too. (laughs) We have a podcast, so we're kind of here. We talk about Corey a lot because we're kind of fascinated. Wow. That's crazy. That's Because I remember that also the Corey... The guy uh, that had the Corey Haim Haim, shirt. Haim Rules, I think. Yeah, Yeah, Corey Haim Rules shirt. Why would you... Why does that shirt exist? I don't know. Do you think he made it or... It's probably at the merch table. Oh, man, it might have been at the merch. I wish we went to the merch. We should have gone to the merch table and see what they had up there. I was so tired. I was not only was I tired, I had nothing left in the tank, and I, I, feel I didn't. Like, I didn't. Either. And I feel like I would have probably bought shirts. Just fuck it, I'm buying shirts. Yeah, proven a point. <laughs> and then we would have just taken photos in our shirts. Exactly. I, had he gone on closer to the time, maybe I yeah. might have done it. But I don't know. So next up is. Uh, Shia show, I'm guessing that will. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, there's some Shia stuff, yeah, that you know need to get into. Get into next week. What was it? So we have uh, brand recognition coming up. Yes, brand. Oh my god. Yes, that's a. <laughs> we'll get into brand recognition. More uh, Shia. Actually, we'll probably go back to what we're talking. About. My job's actually kicking up a little bit. Okay. So I have some 
post stuff to talk about. Right. Unexciting, but just oh, post stuff. Right. It, regular post. Oh, stuff. Maybe right. someone will find it exciting. All right. So, Corey Feldman, he did it. He great did. job. He did it. He did do it, and uh, he and had a he great time. Again, go. I I would not discourage anyone from going. I think you definitely should go for sure. And get the Corey Haim shirt. Um, definitely. Yeah, and we'll probably end up talking about this more because things will like I'm still figuring stuff out no we definitely will re do a rehash next time because this is we're still unpacking unpacking the the way we unpack uh, southland tales oh man (laughs) it's 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 a massive unraveling of of just stuff and then we got good dinosaur uh that we need to talk about and awesome all right that's post-apocalyptic uh this is rob this is john and Corey feldman Corey. (laughs)